Hello, welcome everyone to the RK Holiday Games Cast, where we talk about the infinite amount of games that there are to play. And today we talk about the OG Super Mario Brothers. 1985 was a good year. It's the year that Marty McFly traveled back in time to 1955. It's the year that I was born. It's the year my wife was born. And there's probably some other good stuff too, like Super Mario Brothers. Now, Mario is a cultural icon. I don't have to tell you that. He could show a picture of Mario, you could show, you could play the music from the original Super Mario Brothers video game. To, I want to say most people on this planet, I could be wrong, but I want to say probably most people. I want to say if I walked down the road and I and I ran into ten people and I played them the song from Mario Brothers, they would know what that was. Even if they said, I've never played Mario. Even if they were young. Even if, like, they don't... Like, they only know the most recent iterations of of Mario. It's, you know, it's a big deal. It's, um... I don't know if Nintendo was the start of console gaming as we know it. But it might as well be the start of console gaming as we know it. I mean, I guess some people would argue like, well, there was like a Commodore 64 and it was kind of a computer or console. Then there's like, you have the Atari. You know, it had things on it like Frogger, Pong. Yeah, maybe, you know, sure. That's cool. But um, Super Mario Brothers is to me like if you had to find a turning point in society and gaming and people... More understanding gaming at a wide level. I kind of have to point Super Mario Brothers, personally. Now, I was born in 1985 when Super Mario Brothers came out. Now, you know, back then, just because it means it came out in 1985 does not mean it came out in 1985 in America. A dude named Shigeru Miyamoto created Super Mario Brothers. He also created things like The Legend of Zelda. 
and he made Donkey Kong? Maybe not. I could be wrong with the Donkey Kong. Star Fox. Mario Kart. Wave Race. I mean, he worked with Pokemon. He didn't create Pokemon, but helped put Pokemon on the map pretty much. Um, yeah, Nintendo used to be a toy company. And then eventually they said, we're going to have like a research and development wing. And we're going to put some people over there and see what they can do. From that, um, they made some of the most iconic intellectual properties in gaming. And boy, they're milking it. Because <laughs> we've had some big Mario hits recently. We got... And they just seemingly never die. Like, Mario's never... Like... It's like a comic book. Like, there's some things where, like... like we've had Mario. We're tired of Mario. Let's get rid of Mario. Let's do, like, something else. And they do Luigi and Yoshi and Peach and Toad and bowser like like they they have their wario i mean they try to get creative with it end of the day though mario's just makes money they can make a mario game tomorrow and it's gonna do well it's so crazy same with zelda like boy how many zelda games have there been and like they're all kind of different i mean it's, it really is it really does make me think of comic books like well that's the 1986 wolverine see the the Marvel Cinematic Universe Wolverine is different from the 1995 Wolverine from the Wolverine Zombie Apocalypse series. I don't know. I don't know all the Marvel comics. Marvel comics are cool. I really like Old Man Logan. Doesn't matter. I don't love the movie, Logan. Sorry, I yawned there. I don't love the movie, Logan. I don't think I even finished it. I think I like saw some of it, but I, I do like the comic old man, old man Logan. If you've never seen it, check it out. But Mario, um, became a thing. And it's like, this is the first game that I remember playing. I probably started playing when I was like four or five. My parents had a super, not a super. We had a Nintendo entertainment system. We did not have a super entertainment system. And, you know, NES had been out for a minute. We probably got it late. And uh, my parents would play it a little bit, but I'd play Mario all the freaking time. But I had the Mario, the, the Super Mario Brothers Duck Hunt combo, which makes sense. It'd probably been up for a couple years. They packaged the game with Duck Hunt and sold a gun. And my parents were like, sure, let's like figure this thing out. Let's shoot some birds on the screen. Um, so, we you know... We did that, and Mario, some of my earliest memories is playing Mario. And I'm just going to say Mario. I mean, Super Mario Brothers, we all know what I'm talking about, but Super Mario Brothers, um, you know, two players, obviously somebody dies, you can get Luigi. I, like, there's something in my brain, there's like a like something in my brain, like when you turn on Super Mario Brothers... Nothing is really moving on the screen except that little bitty glint of the coin at the top. Just like a little bitty, like, just a little flash. 
And there's something psychological there. I'm not going to dive into it, but like, I swear sometimes like there's more to that flashing light (laughs) that meets the eye and the boxes that you can, you know, jump up and push out. They all kind of have that same blink and the little hammer or, or gate or whatever that the H it is that you jump on and then Bowser falls into the pit has like that same flash to it. Um, there's something there, but I do have to wonder not in politics or exhausting my God more than ever. And I hate it. I hate all of it, whatever. But I do have to wonder because of the context of where we are today. Like if, if an Asian man said, right, I got this game, all right, guys, this is the game we're making. You're going to be an Italian plumber, dude. And you're going to run around jumping on turtles and weird Goombas. They're mushrooms. We're calling Goombas or something. Sometimes he eats flour and throws fireballs, which when we were kids, we thought he was spitting. Looks like he was kind of like spitting them. Like you see his hand, but it's like, is he spitting? Is he like, 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 a, is that like coming from his mouth or is he throwing it? Like what's happening? Is it like a blowgun of fire? We don't know. No one may ever know. Some people thought, oh, he's like hitting his head on the bricks. Like his little hand goes up, but his head and his hand are like the same height in a way, when he's, like, small or scrunched, when he's, like, a little, really small. You know, like, is he, like, hitting his head? That seems painful. But I say all that to say is, like, if I, like, if someone said, hey, I'm going to make, like, a game about an Italian man, it'd probably be fine. I'm being ridiculous. But it's interesting. And... It, it, I don't know. I love I love it. I love the creativity of it. I love that you meet some Asian guy in Japan living life and you have <laughs> then you can take this thing that you probably like I don't know. Maybe Miyoto like maybe his roommate was a Italian plumber from Brooklyn or something. Who am I? I don't know. Maybe maybe that's I didn't see that documentary. But it's so funny that like he took this concept and was like, this this will be fun. This will just be fun. Like I would love to I wish I could I wish I could be a fly on the wall or go back to those conversations and like and obviously understand Japanese. Or have a translator. And just see like see Super Mario Brothers come together in its wildness. To, to just to be like, just to hear the pitch or to hear like, okay, here's the deal. We get a dude. His name's Mario. It's a plumber. Okay. You're going to put him in a magical world with a dragon. She's going to be a princess. She's going to be an Italian princess, like a plumber princess? No, no, no. She's a regular princess. And we'll give him a brother so that two people can play. We'll just change the colors. They'll look the same. We'll call him Luigi. Because that's... 
That also sounds Italian. It's like, well, how are you going to know they're Italian? Well, you have to put a mustache on him. Give him some sideburns. Then people will know he's Italian. It's like, are these the conversations that happened? I mean, I bet they are. They had to have been, and that's fine. <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that. First of all, I want to say there's nothing wrong with that. I don't care. I'm just thinking about it because it's funny. Like when you, and a lot of things are funny. If you just sit and think about things that are popular or any kind of fantasy or fiction things, like they're kind of ridiculous, right? Mario's just, he's, it's just funny, man. Um, but if, but it was, had a sweet sauce, there was something to it. I don't know. Do I want to say it's relatable? I don't know. I don't know. It, it, it was a it was a game in the in the realest sense of the world. A five year old could pick up and know what's going on. And a five year old in nineteen eighty five, a five year old now is different than then, right? But a five year old in nineteen eighty five could plug this thing up to a TV and play it and just be like, "Oh yeah, this checks out. This is yeah." Yeah, I'm with this. And so I I guess I say that to praise the outside of the game. Just the highly marketable setting. Like, how did they get this so right? Like, did anyone at all think like surely there was no marketing around? It's like, all right, people of all ages, they're going to love your game. Where you have like magic invincibility and fireballs and you're collecting coins and you're going in dungeons. They're going to love it. As long as you're like an American plumber, dude. If you're an American plumber, dude. In this like fictional fantasy world, it's going to work for you. People are going to get it. That conversation, that conversation may have happened in some way. But um, but it's just wild, and I and I love that about Mario. Like I love it. Um, and who doesn't? I mean, who doesn't love Mario? You can put a you can put Mario uh, like the new Mario games. You can put Mario in front of any kid, and they're just gonna be glued. They're all about it. So like whatever it is that is in Mario, that like the color scheme is it the. I don't know, whatever it is that was such a huge thing. And maybe it's just, maybe it is just because it was the the product before the art where it was, it's just the game that people had. It was the game they led with. It could have been any game and it would have done well because of how the game played, how it worked. Um, Like the mushroom kingdom could have been, anything like you didn't have to have flying fish you know every level could have been underwater i don't maybe it could have been anything just because of like the accessibility and the the uh, how advanced the game was compared to something like a pong and how you could uh, people could play with you you could kind of go against each other um how the the game design was just so blatantly obvious 
you could put it in front of someone who knows zero technology and say, okay, you have two buttons and a left or right. Figure out what you're supposed to do. And they could figure it out. And it, it had nothing to do with like the character. The character could have been probably like a bicycle or an egg. I don't know. I'm just thinking of things out loud. Like Mario doesn't have to be Mario, maybe. But I, I have to believe there's something in Mario that that made made this the deal. Um, so I, I don't know. You know, like I, I kind of wish I was an adult back then to kind of like be able to analyze this more. But I wasn't. I was a kid. So, you know, kids, you can kind of throw anything at them and they're like, oh, this is crazy. There's a dude talking to the mushroom man. That's normal. Put a star on and run to a turtle and he'll kick the turtle shell, kills all the little goombas. That makes sense in my world because I'm six, you know. I don't know. Oh, some of the turtles have wings. And jump at you. Like, you know, it's pretty sweet. But, um, but Mario, like, and, and whoever came up with the idea, like, I don't know who came up with this to stretch this game. Cause this game could have easily have been like, all right, you go through like a plant, like a world, you kill Bowser and you're done. Or it could have easily have been like, all right, you're not going to do Bowser every time. We're going to change it up a little bit each time or something. But like whoever came up with the whole, like, sorry, your princess is in another castle. And now everybody was just cool with that. It's so funny, but I guess like that's the thing with back then without the internet, people were cool with a lot of stuff, guys. There wasn't as much complaining and, and there probably was, but, there was nowhere to complain to. Is that how I want to say that? There was no one to po- nowhere to po- post your complaints. There were no campaigns to say like, take down Cyberpunk from the PlayStation Store. <laughs> like if Cyberpunk is a game that comes out in 1985 and it, it people are hyped over it and it goes bad, it's like uh, okay. Some people would love it. Some people would hate it, but yeah. But I don't, you know, it's not, but it's not like a dynamic of like, take it off the store. No, it's PlayStation's fault. No, it's Cyberpunk's fault. No. Like this online thing. And then like regular people get online and they start flaming it. And then we have like these movements and there's a lot of power behind that. God, what are we in? This is a tangent, isn't it? Sorry, I've been going on these more lately. I apologize. Um, But there's satisfaction when there's a movement and you're a part of it. And things go your way. So you're like, oh man, I want... Here's the one, Dogecoin. I want Dogecoin to go to the moon. And then Dogecoin does go to the moon. And you're like, yes, I was a part of that. There's something satisfying about that. Like, I was a voice in the void, but, like, also, I was one of those Dogecoin people. You know, like, being being in the movement that is, like, on a global media scale, um, or it's in the news, is, uh, is exciting, even if you really are, like, not even in it at all, in a real way. But, um, 
that's where we are as a society. Mario's great. I, I, how much is Mario worth? I mean, like an original copy is probably worth like thousands of dollars. So we're not going to be able to talk about that. What I love about Mario, what I hate about Mario. Um, the thing I hate about Mario was uh, I couldn't play it more probably because I played the heck out of it as a kid. And I'm sure my parents were like, it's enough. And then that's when I hated it because I like had to stop. Um, and what I love about it is just the whole thing. Like the, the whole thing is ludicrous, but amazing. And if anything, take that away. Like you who are listening, your ideas can be ridiculous from a creative standpoint. You could come up with a story about a tiny Italian man with a mustache who's a plumber, put him in up against dragons, and that could be the next big cultural icon. Just be creative. If it sticks, it sticks. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But don't don't think like, oh, this won't resonate or this won't this wouldn't work. It's just too silly. I don't think that I don't think that's a line that is ever crossed really in a real sense anymore. Um so be silly, be wacky, be like Mario. Um I love Mario. I hope you guys have a good day and a fantastic week. See you next time.